Olsen fakes it for Pat and yes, touchdown to Greg Olsen. Wilson just got it away. There's Keith Lee. Touchdown, Carolina. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Carolina Panthers. My name is Brad. I am taking the role of Brian today, and I'm here with John. I'll be taking the role of Brad today. And the role of John will be played by no one. No one. He's not here tonight. He's not here tonight. How are you doing, John? (laughs) I'm good. How about you, Brad? I'm pretty good. Um, Shout out to Brian. He's not feeling well, and he was unable to be here. I'm sure that will degrade the the performance of this show, but we'll try to power through. I think we'll try. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll do our best. We'll just survive survive in advance yeah. to next. We'll episode. dedicate this to Brian. Mm, yeah, because I mean he's he's absolutely not going to hear this, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, zero I mean, percent chance. We need to give Brian like a challenge. To just like tell us to say like like send us a message to just yeah like, put a secret code in the middle of the it, show it, and just yeah. see if he figures it out <laughs> yeah. yeah we have to do it later we can't do well now we've kind of already spoiled it because if yeah this part, he's gonna be able to look for it that's but, true yeah oh well oh never mind can't say it no what would be funny is if we talked about it and we said there's a secret code in the show and then didn't put one in oh it, so we he, absolutely <laughs> have to do that yeah <laughs> so he listens for it. it's like wait I must have missed it when I wasn't paying attention I gotta listen to it. <laughs> And then it's just not there. It's just, yeah, that's, you know, that's just what happens when you, when you don't <laughs> listen to your own show, Brian, if you're listening, <laughs> which if, I know you're not, if you're listening, this is what, that's what you get for not listening. And if you're yes. actually not listening, then you didn't even hear that. So here. Yep, so. exactly. <laughs> but anyway, um, well, the Panthers made a couple of free agency moves since last time we talked, um, we signed AJ Bouye and Daquan Jones. Uh, those I think are pretty good free agency moves. We gave Bouye two year, $7 million deal and Jones a one year, $4.05 million contract. I don't know why it's 4.05 million. I don't know if somebody else offered him 4.0 million and we were like, well, we'll give you an extra <laughs> Point zero five. <laughs> if you sign with us, we'll, we'll make a kicker in there for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, Jones's deal is fully guaranteed for the in, for the entire amount, and it's just a one year, you know, veteran deal. I think both of these moves are good. I think they both they set Carolina up to do whatever they want in the draft next week, and I think that's important. What do you think? Yeah. Also weird that the draft is next week. Cause I feel like normally I'm like, man, the draft needs to hurry up and get here. And I'm sure there's yeah. some people like that, but then for me, it's just like, Oh dang, the draft is in eight days. Didn't yeah. It that. caught me by surprise too. I was like, um, wait a minute. Next week is April the, the 29th. That's the draft. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it snuck up on us this year, but I'm kind of looking forward to it, uh-huh. but you know, I, I am and I'm not like it. It's exciting, <laughs> but it's also a lot of work. But oh yeah, um, you know, I, a- I think I think the Panthers are looking forward to it because this is probably the first year 
that I can remember that we can literally do whatever we want. Like we don't mm. have to take a particular person or position because of these free agent moves that we've made. Yeah. And we'll talk about that more next week and to get to those. Yeah. To kind of circle back to those free agent moves uh, to start with AJ Bouye first. Um, so when I saw that, I was excited and I know he's kind of like just goodish, not great right now, or at least recently, but for defensive players, I feel like once you've established yourself as really, really good, um, nobody really knows when you're bad. You just don't get talked about anymore. So I think everybody just kind of assumes you're still doing really good. So like AJ Bouye, when he was with the Jaguars, was like, you know, him and Jalen Ramsey were like this unstoppable cornerback duo. And so when I hear AJ Bouye's name, it's like, oh, dang, that's that really good cornerback from the Jaguars, even though like that was several years ago. Yeah, like he's he's from the Broncos now and he's yeah. actually <laughs> suspended for the first two games of 2021 because he got popped for illegal substances. Yeah. Um, but I mean, still, he's 29 years old. He can play in 15 of the 17 games. He's not terrible. He's probably the best corner on the roster. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what that says about our roster, but <laughs> I mean, I he's got to be pretty bad for this to be a bad deal. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's like no I mean, commitment to him at all. Yeah, like he's got to be um, you know, Bene Ben Wickery against Julio Jones bad for this to be a bad deal. Cause I mean, 7 million over two years. And if I remember correctly, I'd have to look it up, but the deal, most of that money is on next year's cap where we have a lot of cap space. Mm-hmm. I want to say this year, his cap hit is only like two, 2.1 million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, His cap hit this year is 2.3 rounding up. 2.3. And then next year's, okay. It's 4.7. Yeah, so I mean, I I think that's that's good business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that also like the the dead cap next year is only one point two, so like it's not it, there's like no like there's no big commitment to keeping him beyond this season if if he doesn't pan out, and then you do have him under contract next year, which kind of gives you some wiggle room to to work out something longer term if he seems like he'll be part of the long term plans. Not that he can be like a super long term plan type player but you know it's if it's if you say like okay this has been a really good 2021 like let's go like let's do a couple more years until like 2023 or 24 you know you don't have to do that up against free agency you kind of have that buffer year in between the 2020 yeah yeah it's always good to have a buffer year yeah but yeah like i said so it's, it's just funny like i was saying that like he's uh his last season he played half the year with the broncos and didn't he had no pat like no interceptions, no turnovers forced at all. Just a couple, some just some pass deflections. But in my head, he's still like 2017 AJ Bouye, like Pro Bowl cornerback. It's like it's like remember uh, Xavier Rhodes, yeah, was like a lockdown corner for a few years, and then in just like I feel like in most people's brains, he was a lockdown corner, even though he has not been a lockdown corner for years, and he got like cut and signed with the Colts and didn't really do anything. And it's like oh yeah, he's not good anymore, yeah. but. I'm going yeah. to pretend like we're going to get a good AJ Bouye because we just like because players are just going to be good here. That's what yeah, I want. of course. I mean, and, and like you said, corners they get their reputation in their first couple of years, and that's what they are for the rest of their life. Like it doesn't matter what yeah. they end up being. Like 
he's he's Deion Sanders as far as I'm concerned. So once once you have established yourself as good, you are always good to people other than the team you play, fans of the team you play for, to whom yes. you are very bad. Yes, that's exactly right. Like this deal is going to be terrible because he's not going to get 12 interceptions and we've yeah. wasted our money. Yeah, he'll be yeah, so I, I and I expect we'll get like a regular a regular good cornerback out of it because that's what he was regular good for Houston and then he was regular good for most of his time in Jacksonville but I'm just like he he had that year that kind of put him on the map which I, I mean it means he has like talent and he fits in if we're in the right scheme which I hope I, I trust right now with the coaching staff that will kind of ma- that we you know that they maximize the ability of players so yeah I, I mean have- I think we have a coaching staff that says hey here's a guy that fits our scheme let's sign him to a two-year seven million dollar deal instead yeah. of Hey, here's a veteran. Let's sign him to a two-year, seven million dollar deal, and we'll figure out what to do once he gets here. Yeah, or we'll ask him to do what we want him to do because he's a veteran. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it doesn't matter if he necessary. can do it or not. We, you know, we yeah. want him to do what we want him to do. Yeah, not that that's ever happened then, in Carolina. <laughs> no, the other, the other thing, and then Daquan Jones is Daquan Jones looking at like his PFF grade. Cause it's kind of hard to get without I haven't, I haven't dug into the film yet. Cause I'm totally going to, um, for like defensive tackles, there's not really like an easy way to just determine like, you know, good or not. So I just like quickly pulled up his PFF grade and it's like pretty good, especially for somebody that got signed for a one year deal. What a month into free agency. Yeah. I, I'm honestly surprised that he was available. Because mm-hmm. he's, I haven't watched a lot of film and because I don't watch film, but <laughs> I've seen a couple of clips where he just, he handles the line of scrimmage. Uh, there mm-hmm. was one clip where he, it was a goal to go situation on like the one yard line. And he, he shut down the play and forced a fumble. And that's the kind of stuff we need in the middle. And I think that will allow Derek Brown to, kind of be what we want him to be and it gives us options and it gives us depth and he's not on the roster anymore but it prevents fa obata from having to play defensive tackle and you know i think that i think that's very important i will also reiterate that we had zach kerr for one million dollars for one year and we could have just kept him and yes i'm still (laughs) bitter about it but I do like this signing. I think he's. I think he's going to be one of the steals of free agency. Yeah, I, I was kind. I'm surprised that we didn't keep Zach Kerr around because I thought he did a good job last year. There has to be some backstory that nobody knows because, mm. I mean, he's relatively young. Like it's not like he was a 37 year old defensive tackle on his last leg. Yeah, and I mean, he was only making like a million dollars, so it's not like we were overpaying him either. It's got to be. Like nobody liked him, or um, I don't know, but I, I still he, don't understand it. Yeah, I mean he's he's a uh, a year older than Daquan Jones and AJ Bouye, so it's not like you know he's too old for the roster. And then he latched on with the Forty ers pretty quick. Like yeah, yeah, he got released on March sixteenth, and he signed with Forty ers a week later. So, but anyway, that ship has sailed. Um, I'm surprised he's 30 years old. I thought he was younger than that, to be yeah, honest. I remember, I remember thinking that the first 
we said this guy has made it this long into the NFL and I've like never heard his name before. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh but I don't know. I feel like the Panthers and obviously it's kind of hard to like kind of compare across eras, but as just like as a fan of the team in general, it they've had pretty good success with just like plugging in defensive tackles that they sign in free agency for like a year or two and then they let them go and then they find another one off the scrap heat and they work just fine. And the cycle continues. Like, I feel like we've been doing that since like Dwan Edwards and Ron Edwards and all the other, like Don Terry Poe for a little bit. I know he was Colin Jones. Colin Jones or, uh, not Colin Jones. Cole. Uh, Colin Cole. Colin right? Cole. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just like, Hey, we just signed Colin this random Jones, defensive tackle. That would be fun. I mean, I would have been, wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, you know what I mean? But it's just like every year it's like, ah, that guy was fine. I'm surprised we let him go. And then we sign this other like 28-year-old defensive tackle that's kind of driven and we're like, oh, whatever. No big deal. And it's like, oh, that guy's actually kind of good. And I feel like we'll just kind of be there again with Daquan Jones. Yeah. Yeah, we had one a couple of years ago. I can't remember his name now. Um, But, yeah, like you said, we just keep recycling these guys. (laughs) And, I mean, somehow it works. I don't know how, but it, it just does. So, <laughs> you know how many career sacks Daquan Jones has? No, I don't. Nine. Wow. Nine sacks. He'll, but then he'll get like four this year, and we'll be like, "Wow, see, he's better than people gave credit for." I mean, if he comes in on fourth and goal at the one yard line mm. and stuffs Alvin Kamara. Then he's worth four million dollars <laughs> to me. I mean, yeah. that's you know, that's all he, also, he needs to do. He also has one career touchdown. Um, even just like without like factoring in the PFF grades and everything, Tennessee's had a pretty stout-ish defense, at least like against the run and stuff for most of the last few years. And he started at, uh, at all. He missed four games in 2017, and he started every other game since 2015. So he's missed four games over the last six seasons and they were all at the same time. So that's also the durability thing. And then also just to be a quality enough player to be starting that long for a decent defense. I think it's kind of something to be optimistic about. Again, kind of surprising that Tennessee was just like, yeah, it's enough of that. Yeah. That, you, that's you the go thing. Why did, why did they let him go? Like what's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Daquan, thanks for being like a, a stalwart part of this front four for the last six years but we're not going to give you four million dollars <laughs> yeah see ya like, i mean maybe like obviously pff's not gospel but it's not like he had like a really awful year and like we just got to get this guy out of here we'll take it right yeah hey so there's uh, is there any other um there aren't really any other transactions to talk about right other than getting into some like kind of rumors and Word, word yeah, on the um, that's just that's all we've act, that's all we've signed. Um, mm-hmm. At least as far as I know, unless something has broken <laughs> Not- since we started <laughs> recording. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, we we you know that that's really all those two guys, and I I like I said earlier, it sets us up for. Oh wait, I I forgot. Probably the most important. We signed a fullback oh. to a one-year deal. Mikey Daniel, former That's... Falcons fullback. He is the is Alex a... Arma replacement. 
Mikey Daniel is like the name for a fullback. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd said, Hey, Mikey Daniel is an NFL player. I would immediately say he's probably a fullback. Yeah. <laughs> or a tight end, like one of the two. So, but he's the new Alex Arma, who is now with the Saints. <laughs> Just swapping fullbacks. Did he play for the, the Falcons at all last year? I don't remember seeing his name. Um, like, you know, out in the field or anything, or is he just kind of Let's part of the roster? I think he was just part of the roster. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look it up real quick. Oh, no, he was and, waived prior to the season. Yeah, I just Googled Mikey Daniel, and I got Mike Daniels, the defensive tackle for the Bengals. <laughs> no, he so was, I would he imagine was... he does not have any stats. No, he was waived. Okay. He was prior to the twenty twenty season. Um yeah. so yeah. But he went to San Diego State. South so, Dakota State. The other or South yes, Dakota he, State. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh the um so is he's gonna be the next guy in line to be like you know, a training camp superstar because everybody Oh, he absolutely is the training camp MVP. I can already call that. Yeah. Because we know how big of a factor the fullback was in our off in the Panthers' yeah. offense. Well, he's going to have to take the crown away from Omar Bayless, but you know, I <laughs> I think it's going to be a battle. Oh yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I I feel like it's like pining for like Smash Mouth football, but I don't like unless unless they're like Kyle Uzcheck or something where they're like tight ends that can block. They're not. They're really fullbacks aren't really like fullbacks anymore. Yeah. And also, he's he's an undrafted rookie that got uh, cut before his first training camp, so I don't know if there's much there. But he's a fullback. Yeah. He's a fullback. He's on our team. So, hey, you know, superstar. Hmm. Yeah, like the, the Saints signed Alex Arma, and the Canal Street Chronicles manager, he emailed me and asked me a couple of questions about him. And, and one of the questions was, what do you expect him to do this year and i'm like um i don't know he has like eight career carries um like <laughs> we've never used the guy like i don't eight. know what yeah he's like eight career carries for like 12 career yards yeah but he has two touchdowns because that like, one yeah. year when norv turner was the offensive coordinator he liked to use the fullback dive on like second and goal mm-hmm. um so you know i, I don't know I'm, I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like he's been <laughs> here for four years. He has like 20 yards total. I mean, he might not ever do anything, but he also might be Kyle Jusick in, in disguise. I don't know. Um, his stats are kind of funny. If you want to, if you want me to read them. Yeah, off go you. ahead <laughs> for his career. And I like Alex Arma. He's I a, love I've, Alex Arma. So this briefly, is not a dig at him at all. Yeah. Cause he seems like a super cool guy. We like, I've not spoken to him, but like he signed stuff. Like he's gotten, I've gotten him to sign stuff at training camp, and he seems super friendly. And there was that story about him. Like, uh, what was the story about? He him? stopped a car thief by using yeah. a chokehold on him. Yeah. So, which good I, guy, I, I made sure to mention that to Chris from Canal Street Chronicles. He's like, because he asked me what was he like in the locker room. I'm like, I don't know what he's like in the locker room, but he did stop a robbery, so he's probably a good dude. Yeah. You know? But anyway, his uh. 21 carries for 35 yards at 1.7 yards per carry. And then uh, eight catches for 29 yards, 3.6 yards per catch. A long, that's, in, that's in like five years too, right? Yeah. 
he he only appeared in nine games as a rookie, so it's basically the last three years. But yeah, um, he didn't he never he didn't have a touch as a rookie. Um, but and yeah, to be fair also, to him, he mostly played special teams, and he was pretty good on special teams. Yeah, but it's just like he has the three touchdowns. He has twelve touchdowns. I guess first downs count as touchdowns in the uh, in the box score, right? Like when you're doing the play by play. So he had nine. He had a pretty poor conversion rate of first downs into of like yeah. touches into first downs. But but see, I don't know okay. how many of those carries were third and one pick up a first down. Like oh, that's all without, of his carries. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need to see. I, I'm not going to dig it up, but it'd be kind of funny to look at his his touchdowns or his like, touches look at and his just chart. see. Yeah. Yeah, like average yards to go. Or like, like I um, I know for a fact that at least one of his touchdowns was on either I don't remember the down but it was like inside the two yard line because I remember Troy Aikman talking about the fullback belly play that was in the Cowboys playbook when Norv was his offensive coordinator and yeah. it was the same play and like he he diagrammed it on the screen and like this is what they're gonna do and we did it. Like I remember that, and it was like third and goal from the two or something like that, and that was one of his touchdowns. So it was probably all three of his touchdowns, to be honest. But let's see. Uh, let's find the touchdowns. This is way off topic. Um, Fullbacks are always on topic. Okay, so <laughs> twenty twenty eighteen, he actually had four carries. With ten yards to go or more, for some reason there was a play where it was second and fourteen, and the, the play call was a fullback dive. Did not work. Four yards, third and ten, very successful. Where was um, the ball? Does Carolina say... two. Uh, so okay, yeah. So sense. that yeah. that yeah, that's a just give up. We don't have the field position play. Yeah, don't get a safety fullback. Don't dive. get a safety. I get that one. I mean, if it was at like the the opponent's thirty. <laughs> I would question it, but yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of them. There is one on first and 10 from the Carolina 12. Uh, let's see. 2019, man, 2019 pre pre Matt rule, Joe Brady. We were handing, giving uh, Alex Arma carries in the long, in the long game. Like his, his job was only to do handoffs from inside the one yard line on both sides of the field. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then last year, uh, here are his carries. We're on third and one, third and one, second and one, third and one, third. Okay, so Joe Brady uses the fullback to gain one yard. Yes, and it worked uh, five out of six times. And I think we all remember the one that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it goes to show you it doesn't ha- it doesn't matter how much you succeed at something the one time you fail everyone will remember yep it was an awful play call and it's just like yeah, yeah we're actually we're 83 percent of the time which I think everybody <laughs> would take that but everybody remembers the one time it didn't work yep <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, let's talk about Teddy Bridgewater. So where did that start today, yesterday, Thursday? I don't know. I saw it in Slack. <laughs> That apparently the Broncos are interested in trading for Teddy Bridgewater, potentially, hopefully, and maybe. maybe. And I think it was Daniel that suggested, also known as D-Belt, for those of you who read Cat Scratch Reader, that suggested we, we give Denver Teddy Bridgewater, we swap picks, and they give us a third rounder. So what, like in the first round? Yeah, like I don't even know where they pick in the first round. Like that might not even be worth it. Yeah, uh, it's like they're like twelve. Okay, well if they're twelve, then that's not terrible. I think we should get a second rounder instead of a third rounder. Mm-hmm. But they're um, at, oh, wait, no, Denver's nine. Oh, they're nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, then yeah, then okay, then that's fine. Yeah, we'll drop back one spot. Drop back Take one Teddy. spot. Why would they trade with us to drop to move up one spot if we give them Teddy Bridgewater? That doesn't make any sense. But I mean, they get Teddy Bridgewater and I or they get Teddy Bridgewater and whoever. Yeah, but I mean, we have to give them something to take Teddy Bridgewater off of our hands. So I guess improving their draft position even one spot does that. Mm-hmm. And then they give us a third rounder. And maybe we have to kick over a, a fourth or a fifth rounder or something like that. <laughs> but I would do it. I I um so I just like searched Teddy Bridgewater on Twitter. And according to super reliable sources like this guy on Twitter that I'm not gonna read their Twitter handle that are they're not verified and they have three hundred and fifty followers. Uh okay, so Adam Shafter. Okay. Yes, it says breaking. This is uh, as of about five o'clock on Thursday. Teddy Bridgewater will be traded to the Denver Broncos during next week NFL draft. Please credit more to come. <laughs> okay. So it is, it is set. Um, yep. hey. It will be done. I might as well pre-write um, the article. Yeah. So go ahead and go ahead and pre-write that. Um, this guy actually does bring, actually does like try to break news. So we'll see what he's, uh, if how legit he is. Um, and then there's also, um, yeah, there's been a couple of places. So there's like a lot of smoke with it. Nobody's, I can't find any like verified people talking about it, but it does seem to be one of those things that people are like out there. It's like out there, which I'm fine with. I mean, no hate to Teddy, but like the Panthers get something out of it. And then we have a new quarterback to try now. Yeah. Which might go just as poorly as Teddy did, but you know, hey, I mean, it can't <laughs> go much worse. So just give it a shot. And if it does go equally as bad or worse than Teddy did, then we have a top five pick in 2022 and we can take a quarterback. Yeah. 
So, and you can't rule out taking a quarterback at eight. Like if Justin Fields is there at eight, they'll be idiots to not take him. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that. Um, but I didn't know if we wanted to save it for next week. But oh, yeah, we can talk I, about it, it now and next week too, because yeah, we gotta get, we gotta get, get Brian's, Brian's opinion. opinion. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I would be very, I would still be very excited if the Hornet or Hornets there on my TV right now. Sorry guys, if the Panthers uh took a pan uh, a quarterback. Eight, even I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would be excited if the Hornets drafted Justin Fields too, because I think I mean that would be interesting. interesting. <laughs> It'd be interesting. I don't even know if he plays basketball. I w- we'd find out. Bleacher reports: Maurice Moten seems to be the one that his uh it the source being his article set that says five trades most likely to happen during the draft. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think it's just one of these like connect the dots type of things where like Panthers are letting Teddy Bridgewater seek a trade. Broncos are aggressively trying to trade for a quarterback. Uh, they're going to probably just talk to each other because they're running out of pl- The Panthers are running out of people to give a quarterback to and the Broncos are running out of places to find a quarterback. Yeah. So, which is kind of like what happened with Sam Darnold where like a lot of people were expecting Sam Darnold to end up with the Panthers before it happened. And it was just kind of the same thing where it was like, I mean, where else is he going to go? Like there's like one team still actively looking for a quarterback and one team actively shopping a young quarterback. So well, I'll tell you where he could have went. Denver. I don't know if we, no, not Denver. Even worse for the jets. I don't know if we talked about this. Um, Cause we haven't done oh, a show since this came out. San Francisco allegedly offered the jets their number one pick in the draft for Sam Darnold. And the I Jets mean, said no. Got to check out on the, you got to check the physicals, man. I, according to what I read, this was before Zach Wilson's pro day. Mm-hmm. And the Jets didn't want to be stuck with having to draft someone if they traded Sam Darnold. <laughs> Oh no! Which, uh, oh God! We have to draft one of the best quarterback classes in the last <laughs> decade. We got to draft one of the guys from it with the number two pick. Um, but yeah, uh, allegedly San Francisco was going to give them whatever pick they had originally. I think it was twelve or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was that. twelve. They were going to give them twelve for Sam Darnold, and the Jets said no. Yeah, it makes the whole like Panthers were negotiating against themselves thing kind of moot. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, if the if the Jets turned down number twelve overall, and we convinced them to take a sixth rounder and then a future second and fourth, then we legitimately stole Sam Darnold from the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, I think you call that a win. Yeah. And then, and then whatever the Panthers get back for for uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you kind of can net that into that whole deal. Yeah, um, I mean, if we can get a third rounder in the deal for Teddy, that's the, a similar equivalent to a second rounder next year. So it kind of yeah. balances out. And then I also think that makes it much more palatable for people that want something different than a quarterback. Like, if like roll with Sam Darnold and use this eighth pick to take another position, um, I think it's easier to like handle that if the uh, Panthers do take a quarterback. If 
they like basically um recoup everything they got from the Darnold trade in a Teddy Bridgewater trade. I don't expect them to get everything back, but if they, you know, make it a little bit closer, like if they get a future third rounder back, so it's like how we just got instead of having a second and third round pick next year, we have two thirds. It's like, oh no, still yeah. kind of the same. Yeah, and if it's Denver with Teddy Bridgewater, the chances are it'll be a good third round pick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're not I don't know if he's gonna elevate their play much. I I he's not that much better than Drew Locke. I know he's Denver is trying to <laughs> <laughs> they're they're trying to upgrade, but Teddy Bridgewater is a lateral move at best. It's like he's like a lateral move by being like the opposite player. It's like yeah, yeah. With with Teddy Bridgewater, you get like a steady mediocre quarterback, and then with Drew Locke, you either get like a superstar or the worst quarterback in the league, depending on the week. Yeah, and it all comes out in the wash to be just eh. Yeah, and that is the one thing that Teddy offers that most quarterbacks don't you know what you're going to get. You're not going to like it, but you know what you're going to get. And knowing is half the battle. So. So I, I, um, yeah, but I mean, I, I'd be excited for it. And I wouldn't mind if the Panthers dropped down one spot as a part of that trade. Like, I don't think the only concern being is if like, I, I still would be kind of excited about a quarterback pick and that moving that from eight to nine would kind of like rule that out. Cause I imagine the Broncos would want to take a quarterback ahead of the Panthers. Yeah. But, yeah. If, yeah. if somebody like Trey Lance or Justin Fields is there at eight, then Denver offers us that deal. That means they're going to take whichever quarterback it is mm-hmm. and just use yeah. Teddy as the one year stopgap thing. Yeah. It's like and, the, in case they're not ready in case they're not ready to go and then yeah. they'll just move on. And yeah, I mean, we'll just have to take whoever, but mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't hate it as long as we get somebody like a left tackle or, you know, an elite prospect, I would be okay with it, but I don't know. Yeah. It would be nice to get rid of Bridgewater's contract. Well, most of it. Yeah. Get that cap space back. Yeah. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, just to kind of wrap up the show, if we're done with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, we are. What, uh, what do you think of the New Jersey numbers? I love it. Same. I don't understand. Do you love it? One more, real quick follow up. Do you love it more because Tom Brady hates it? Yes. I don't understand why he hates it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. understand like, why people care. Like, at like all. why do you care? Like, he's either <laughs> masterfully trolling everybody mm-hmm. or he has way too much, like, angst or whatever. Because why are you mad? Like, who cares? Yeah. I hope he, he was. I hope it was joking because it was, like, way too serious. It was. Yeah, I kind of I try to kind of lean towards he's just messing around because he is Tom Brady and he does that yeah. kind of shit. But. Uh-huh. I I genuinely hope he's not that mad because like I I just don't know how anybody can be that upset over jersey numbers because to me and I've said this many times to me the only rule should be that no two players on the same team can have the same number like that should be the only rule yeah I understand players should be able to wear whatever in the hell number they want <laughs> except for like no triple digit numbers you know <laughs> zero to 99 that's it and your wide receiver number eight and a half yeah and no yeah no no fractions (laughs) just whole numbers 
and no two players on the same team can have the same number. And that way it's different from college because in college, two players can have the same number as long as they don't play. Like one has to be on offense and one has to be on defense. Yeah, they can't be on the field. At the same they time. can't be. But of course, colleges have like 90, 98 players on their team. Or yeah, they don't have a limit. To many people. They don't have a limit of 53 players. So they have to double up sometimes. But I, who cares if the left tackle is number three? Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. I think it makes sense. And to the uh, extent that like there are eligible receiver numbers just for like easier officiating. Not that I, not, not that like it's to be in a necessity because like, yeah, I mean, I get that, that fine, too. but and I like, know that's why I, I get it. But honestly, everybody should be an eligible receiver. <laughs> you could just, it's, it's like, there's just like a limit of, you can only send five players out like pass line of scrimmage after ball snap, but it can be any five players. No, anybody can go. If you want to leave your quarterback back there to die, let him be back there to die. Like, I mean, if you want, like, just imagine, like, Taylor Moten running down the seam <laughs> and the the defensive end has a free shot at Teddy. But, I mean, if that's the risk you want to take, you know, I think it should be legal. That's kind of, that's a, a funny, Hail Marys is just like 10 Everybody's players. just, everybody go deep. <laughs> yeah, literally everybody go deep. J.J. Jansen is the snapper because he's the <laughs> only one who can snap at 15 yards, which is what what you would need to not get killed. <laughs> yeah, he's snapping for a punt and then you just have to have an athletic quarterback just run for his life and then throw it up and hope one of the 10 guys down the field can catch it. Yes. Okay, I mean. You know, we we are talking about rules, so the other rule changes. I'm hugely in favor of no overtime in the preseason. Why? Why is, me, was there ever overtime in the preseason? Yeah, I, was say, that with, even I don't be, know. <laughs> that shouldn't even need to be changed. I don't know if I even really knew that because I feel like coaches tend to do a good job of avoiding it. I've seen one overtime preseason game ever. Like I ever. think what would happen now is if it's, if a game went to overtime, whatever team like w- lost the coin toss and had to kick would just like let the other team return it for a touchdown. Probably. Be like, Come on, let's just get this. Let's get out of here guys. Yeah. Like they just or, do the thing where they like, do, yeah, just intentionally take a safety or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, catch the kickoff, run out of the end zone, run back in, take a knee and let's go home. Yeah. Like who cares? So now I'm kind of wishing they left the, Trying to get in a situation where like a team scores a game tying touchdown and they're like, all right, we gotta do is kick the extra point, we're good, we win, and the kicker shanks it, and they're like, ah, now we have yeah. to go to overtime. <laughs> yeah. So like, now what do we do? Yeah, usually, I mean, even with overtime, what co- coaches would do everything they could to avoid it. Like they they would drive down if they're down by three in the fourth quarter, they would drive down and they would just go for a touchdown instead of yeah. trying to tie the game. Like because you know nobody wants to play overtime in the preseason. Yeah, that's what nobody. I'm saying. Like the only way it could happen is if a team was down six and scored a touchdown, and then their only option is to kick an extra point to get like yeah. a three point to win, but then they miss it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it just ends blocked. up like, or it's just like ten to ten in the first quarter, and they're just like, ah, it's whatever. It's the first quarter, and then just nobody scores the rest of the yeah. game. Yeah. Like, oh, like no. nobody, nobody, everybody forgets <laughs> that somebody's got to score. Yeah. yeah. It, it, <laughs> Bad rule. Keep overtime in the preseason. Make some coaches smart.
But it, it's you got anything else before we? Because uh, I know we're gonna be back early next week before the draft to talk about yes. like more in depth about the draft. Yeah, heading Tuesday, in Wednesday when Wednesday morning, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have a pre-draft show. We'll go more in depth on what we think the Panthers will do, what we hope they do, what they should do, what they should not do. And, you know, all of that good stuff that all of you love so much. So stay tuned mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. And then we'll and have then, some coverage live when, when the draft happens. Of course. Like, like live ish, like, like, like live, give live-ish. us some time. Yeah. Give us some time to do like technical stuff, like speak and record and then upload and then you can hear us talk about the the draft picks but it'll be quick yeah. or you could just be like a regular adult and go to bed after the panthers do their thing and then listen in the morning you'll yeah. have the option you'll have choices <laughs> i think that about covers it john i think so too i think we did pretty good without brian i think we did fine we don't need brian anymore I don't think so. Yeah. So welcome to the first episode of the new Not Brian Keeps Sounding podcast because he's not coming back. That's right. He's out. <laughs> he'll be forever. Back. Yeah, he'll he'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that All about right. wraps it up. So talk to you guys next week. See you. All right, later, guys. <laughs>